When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. From College Park Center in Arlington, Texas, it is a very special edition of the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Welcome in to a play-by-play edition of the Her Hoop Stats podcast as the Dallas Wings at 6-15 bring in the Las Vegas Aces, 14-7 on the season. I'm John Little alongside Michelle Tack, and we're really excited to be here with you. We'll hear from Michelle in just a moment, but also tonight we're going to hear from some of the key figures on both sides for both teams. For the Las Vegas Aces, we'll hear from their all-stars, Kayla McBride, Asia Wilson, along with key bench contributor Sidney Colson, and also the Aces Director of Media Relations, John Maxwell, will be along in the second half to tell us what it was like to host the All-Star Game and do such a great job with it in Vegas. And on the side of the Dallas Wings, we got to talk to a couple forwards, Teresa Plaisance and rookie Megan Gustafson, along with another rookie that's in contention for Rookie of the Year, Enrique Akunbawale, and we chat with GM Greg Bibb, too, uh, about... Uh, the upcoming uh, trade deadline and what his team might end up doing. This game has been much anticipated this year, Ashell, for one reason, and that is that Liz Cambage was traded in the offseason. She asked for a trade from the Dallas Wings, and she ended up getting it to the Las Vegas Aces, and she's been one of the key reasons that they're 14-7 right now in the season. But we find out this morning after anticipating her presence, that Liz is not here. Yes, John, she's not here. We first learned this morning through social media and even the media that she wasn't going to be here. And then we went ahead and interviewed the head coach today, and he further confirmed that she was going to be here. And we asked why, and all he said was rest, that she needed her rest. Um, And he couldn't tell us anything further than that. So what we're going to do is we're just going to take that and move on forward. Absolutely. Would have liked to see Liz play in this game, but we understand she needs her rest. And there are several other players that can play inside for the Las Vegas Aces. 
But one of the key things for the Dallas Wings in the first two matchups against the Aces is they have had a lot of trouble scoring against the Aces this year as Shell. How do you think the loss of Liz Cambage inside for the Aces could translate to more success for the Wings offensively? I think for the Wings, what they need to focus on and hone in on is the absence of both Liz and Age. Um, I call them the two big trees inside. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, I think this would give them the opportunity to expand their game a little bit inside and be able to use Gustafson inside um, and use a inside-out um, ball reversal or ball movement to where the defense will collapse inside and then give the Wings on the outside or give the guards on the outside more space to be able to make plays um, and finish inside. Well, the Wings have been better at home than on the road this season. Despite being 0 and 10 on the road this year, they are above 500, 6 and 5 here at home this year. And we got a chance just a little while ago to catch up with the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, Bill Lambeer, and we asked him if it was a difficult decision to hold Liz Cambage out of this game and arrest her. Well, it wasn't my choice. Our medical staff said that this is a necessary thing for this particular game. It puts us in a little bit of a bind because we're a little short of bigs with Asia being out, but we knew this day was coming, and you could see it uh, in the last couple games. Liz hasn't been herself, and she needed to rest. And how much do you think it has to do with what has been talked about in the league a lot this year, and that's the lack of foul calls against some of the really big players in this league and maybe people feeling like they can lean on those players a little bit more than in years past? Well, there's no doubt that the physicality of the league this year is stronger than last year. Uh, but I think in this particular situation, you know, Liz is coming off a significant injury and didn't didn't participate in training camp and, and took over a long, still still recovering from her Achilles problem, and it just kind of wore her down at this point. Uh, how much the physicality of the league played into it, I don't know. We're visiting with Bill Lambeer, the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. Still, it's been a marvelous stretch for your team. Congratulations on being coach of the month. In general, where are you most pleased with this team right now? Well, I think our defense has been pretty solid, solid all year long. Uh, you know, we're starting to understand each other a little bit better offensively, but there's no, no doubt our defense is what's carrying us so far. And right at the forefront of that has been having 6-8 on the inside. Does that change the way you do things defensively in this particular game? Uh, no. Our, our, our defense is led by our guard core. Uh, Kelsey Plum and, and Kelly McBride have been a commitment to defense this year. Our perimeter defense is shutting people down. It's nice to have big players on the inside to clean up sometimes, but we're done. Our forte is our guard defense. And that's really shown against the Wings this season. You've held their guards to 26% shooting. What is the key, especially against Arike Agunbowale, to limit her in this one? Well, to keep her in front of you and then have a good help defense. Our, our, our bigs are very solid in understanding their responsibilities and helping the guards. And, uh, you know, and, and we execute every game. Thanks to Bill Lambeer, the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. And we also got a chance in the pregame to catch up with the birthday boy. He turned 61 yesterday. Longtime head coach in the WNBA and now the head coach of the Dallas Wings, Brian Agler. Coach, when you learn early on a morning that one of the key players for the opponent isn't going to play, you know, it's day of game, how do you handle that from a coaching perspective when you're going in to just through a walkthrough? Uh, do you tell the team about that? What's, uh, what gets said at that point? Well, I think you say this could happen because you don't ever know for sure until you get to the arena. Sure. You know, so you just you play out a couple scenarios that could happen, you know, you you anticipate a couple of different starting lineups, you come, so you have to talk about matchups, mm -hmm. how that affects their play, if it is one way or another. You know, 
from a post position, I don't know if it really affects their play in regards to running their offense. Now, it may affect their play in regards to who's going to get the most touches and who they try to run get shots for. You know, you take Liz and Asia Wilson out of the lineup, it looks to me like they're probably going to go try to get Plum and and McBride and Rogers and their guards more shots and let their post players sort of be secondary type options. So that's the kind of things you talk about when, you know, to when someone makes an adjustment like this. Brian Agler is our guest, and Coach Coach Lambeer has talked about how much better his guards have been defensively this year. Obviously, you had a lot of matchups with the Aces last year while you were with the Sparks. Have you seen that commitment to defense from their guards? I think they're playing harder. You know, I think they're extending their defense uh, down the floor a little bit more. So I would, from that standpoint, I can see a difference. Okay. And on your side of things, uh, we've gone ad nauseum now about uh, Arike Gunbowale, and I know you're very excited about her progress. We got to talk about that the other day. Uh, tell us about Megan Gustafson. Has she earned more playing time with what she's shown over the last uh, few games in particular? Well, I think she's she's gotten to earn her time through uh, what we're, we've been seeing in practice. She's putting in a lot of extra time, you know, more so than anybody else that we have. And then the times that the little bit she'd gotten up into this point, you know, I think she's done well. And, you know, we just wanted to give her a chance to see what kind of things she could do if given the opportunity. And, you know, I'd have to say thumbs up for the time she's given us thus far since the break. Is there one particular area of her game that earned her that time that you saw in practice? I just think she's a competitor, and she's a winner. You know, she has the ability to finish around the rim. She rebounds the ball well. Um, You know, there's obviously none of the players, especially rookies, are are finished products by any means. But those are the two things that jump out to me is just how competitive she is, how hard she plays, and how she can finish around the rim. Finally, Coach, you talked a lot about how much um, Vegas has hurt you in the transition game. Is it simply not sprinting back? Is it a safety not getting back? What's going on there that they are giving you trouble in transition? Well, their post players and their shooters are outrunning our defenders down the floor. So we've got to do a better job and give better effort in getting back. We've got to do a better job of communicating to get matched up. And then we've got to make some other adjustments, which we're going to obviously have talked about here. Um, and see if we can put them into play tonight. Thanks so much to Brian Adler, the head coach of the Dallas Wings, for being with us here on this special edition of the Her Hoop Stats podcast. And let's meet the starting lineups for tonight's game between the Dallas Wings and the Las Vegas Aces. Starting with the Aces coming in at 14 and 7, they're third overall in the WNBA and first in the West. And on the road this year, they are 5 and 5. Their point guard is a rookie, Jackie Young, the six foot. 21-year-old out of Notre Dame, averaging five points, three rebounds, and a little over four assists per game this season. Also at a guard spot for Las Vegas, Kelsey Plum, 5-8 shooting guard out of Washington. It's her third NBA season, averaging almost eight points a game and three rebounds, and she's knocked down 27 threes. The third guard is Kayla McBride, a 5-10 player out of Notre Dame in her sixth year, averaging 15 points a game and four rebounds a contest, and she's been excellent at the line where she's 92%. 
And the forwards are De'Erica Hamby, the six foot three fifth year player out of Wake Forest, the power forward averaging 11 points and seven rebounds. And on the inside, it's Carolyn Swords. She's starting in place of Liz Cambage tonight. Swords, the six foot six eighth year player out of Boston College, averaging about two points and two rebounds a game this season under head coach Bill Lambeer. Meanwhile, for the Dallas Wings, under head coach Brian Agler, they're 6-15 this season. They are 6-5 at home. They do have the 11th best record in the league, but they're last in the Western Conference. Their point guard for this one is Arike Agunbowale, the 5'8 rookie out of Notre Dame, leads all rookies in scoring at 14.5 points a game, and she also dishes off 2.5 assists per contest. Also at a guard position, Alicia Gray, She's a former Rookie of the Year in this league, the third-year player out of South Carolina, six feet tall, averaging nine points a game and four and a half rebounds, coming off one of her best all-around performances of the season against the New York Liberty on Thursday. She had 15 points to go along with five rebounds, nine assists, and five steals in that win. Kayla Thornton is the third guard, the six-foot-one, 190-pound undrafted player out of UTEP. Thornton averaging 11 points per game this season. And the forwards are Isabel Harrison, the six foot three third year player out of Tennessee, averaging seven and a half points and almost five rebounds a game. And on the inside, it's Teresa Plaisance, the six foot five forward and center out of LSU is in her sixth year. Six points and four and a half rebounds a game. She can step out and hit a three. She's nailed 22 of them this season. So again for the wings, it's Agumbawale, Thornton, Gray, Plaisance, and Harrison. And for the Las Vegas Aces, it's Young to go along with Plum, McBride, Hamby, and Soares. I'm John Little, joined by Ashelle Tack. And Ashelle, obviously, the Aces have had the better season here. They were the hot team coming out of July, where basically they were the team of July, as Bill Lambeer was the coach of the month in July. But right now, they're without two of their best players as Asia Wilson sits down for the sixth straight game. Liz Cambage is also out. So who do they turn to tonight? I think tonight, John, they're going to have to turn to Hemby and McBride um, on the offensive end and then Jackie Young on the defensive end as she um, can get in there, get her hands in the lane, is able to get assists. Um, and also, also, I think they can rely on Kelsey Plum tonight to be able to find the players, you know, where they need the ball and be able to score um, without their key players tonight. That's a shell tack. I'm John Little. The final preparations before we get going tonight from College Park Center. And we're going to hear from several participants on both sides as we go on throughout the night as well. Thanks so much for joining us for this special podcast. The Aces break their huddle first. They're in their blacks over blacks. Aces in white across the front, white numbers on the back, and their last names in white underneath that number on the back. Also some red trim as well for the Las Vegas Aces. Meanwhile, for the Dallas Wings, they come out in their yellow highlighter yellow jerseys I believe it's called bolts is the official color that they created <laughs> with their numbers in blue on the back their names underneath their numbers on the back and some blue accents as well aces coming in at 14 and 7 sword steps to the middle against Isabel Harrison the wings coming at 6 and 15 the wings will go left to right the aces 
right to left, and the tip is won back by Harrison in the wings. And here we go on the left side of the floor. Plaisance has it out top, fakes a pass to the right side, steps with two dribbles to the right, hands off to Akunbawale, tearing down to the left elbow. Gives it out to Thornton. Thornton crashing through the lane, underhanded pass to Harrison, right corner two is no good from 17, and the rebound ripped away by McBride for Las Vegas. The Aces bring it up the floor, right to left. Young in the left wing, the rookie point guard who won a national championship two seasons ago at Notre Dame with Arike Agunbowale on her team. Takes it to the right side of the floor, gives it up to Plum. Plum off to McBride. Left wing three ball is on the way. It's too strong. Long rebound picked out by Alicia Gray. She takes it up the far sideline for the Dallas Wings. Dumps it off to Agunbowale, one-on-one with Plum. Around a screen by Harrison. Over the head pass, down to Harrison. Nice up and under move inside, but Swords adjusted the shot. It's missed down low, and Swords comes out with the Aces rebound. Up the floor to Plum. Plum has her pocket picked by Agunbowale. Agunbowale racing inside. She has the easy two, and the Wings have the lead. 2-0, one minute in. Enrique Gunbawale, the leading rookie scorer in the league with the first two points of the contest. Entry pass, looking down low for Hanby is too strong as Jackie Young was trying to thread it in there, but just a little bit too much on the pass. Yeah, I think she needed to be a little bit patient on that. Um, you know, they had position that they just needed to wait on the pass to pass it in and get an easy layup on that one. Two straight turnovers for the Aces. The Wings lead it two to nothing. Hand off by Harrison into the left corner. Plaisance, long two is up and good from 18 feet. Plaisance fills it up for nothing. Wings 90 seconds in. The point so far coming from Arike Agunbowale and Teresa Plaisance. On the right side of the floor, Hanby tries to dribble in, throws it out front to Jackie Young for the Aces, guarded by Gray with her arms out to her sides. Goes around a screen by Hanby, pick and pop back to Hanby, her three-pointer from straight on, front iron and no, and Plaisance picks out the rebound for the wings. Agunbowale trots it up for the, through the College Park Center logo. Agunbowale. Down to the free throw line, gives it up to Plaisant. She's flown out by Hanby, dumps it down low to Thornton, throws it through right baseline for a jumper. It's up and good by Isabel Harrison. Already 6-0, wings up with 7.47 left in the first quarter. Kelsey Plum on the left side of the floor, and she is fouled as Agunbawale reaches in and may have touched her on the nose. You know, John, I think they're doing a great job of what we talked about earlier of getting the ball inside and be able to make that defense collapse and then pass it out for those easy shots um, on the perimeter. The Wings struggle as a shooting team this season, just 38% as a team, 11th best in the league. That's next to last. On the right side of the floor, pull up long two is good by Kelsey Plum, and Las Vegas is on the board for the first time, 7.30 left in the first quarter. Wings up 6-2 as Agunbawale, playing out of position this year as a point guard, dribbles in left side, pulls up, and her jumper is short from 10 feet out. Swords with the rebound. Gunbawale tries to slap at her to no avail. Up to Plum, right to left up the floor, down the left side of the lane. Plum, the all-time leading scorer in NCAA history, gives it up to Swartz. Nice high-low pass inside to Hanby, and she finishes at the hole. 6-5, the Wings still lead the Aces. Erica Hanby has been excellent in the starting lineup this season and a probable sixth player of the year when she has been coming off the bench. Harrison has it right baseline, drives in with the left hand, scoop shot with the left hand through the lane, doesn't fall. Too strong, and Hamby with the rebound for the Aces, giving it up to Plum. Plum lets it go over right side to Young, back to Plum out top. Plum around a sword screen, goes down to the left elbow, picks up the dribble, Goombawale recovers, throws it back out front to Kayla McBride, yet to get going. McBride bashes to the right, steps back, right wing three ball is in the air, and it's good, and the Aces have scored seven straight to go up seven to six on the wings, 6.28 left in the first quarter. 
What a play to create space by Kayla McBride on that step back. Now Alicia Gray has it left. Round to Harrison screen. Crosses over, gives it up to Thornton in the left corner. Thornton trying to cross over. Takes it left baseline, rises, fires for two. It's too strong. Plum with a rebound, and Las Vegas tries to continue their 7-0 run. Plum down the left side of the lane, all the way inside. Lefty layup doesn't fall. The rebound down to Agunbowale for the wings. Left to right up the floor. Agunbowale dribbles in left side. Hanby cuts her off. The pull-up shot doesn't fall for Agunbowale, and the rebound to McBride. McBride for the aces. Rips, wraps around a pass to Plum on the left. Hop steps to the left wing and feeds it out top to Hamby. Straight on two is up and good. Top of the circle over Harrison. And Dierica Hamby has four points. The aces go up nine to six on the wings. 5.33 left in the first quarter and a timeout is called by the Dallas Wings. Great start for the Wings early. They were up 6-0, but the Aces have scored nine straight and the head coach of the Dallas Wings, Brian Agler, wants to talk it over. It gives us a chance to catch up with a player that just made a big three in this game, Kayla McBride. And I got to ask Kayla if there was any truth to the rumor that Liz Cambage was actually out working on her point guard skills while she was away from the team. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think that's the reason. No. <laughs> that's undisclosed information. Confidential. Confidential information. Well, we had a lot of fun uh, watching your interplay during the uh, All-Star game, for sure. How does that show uh, what a what a good time this Aces team likes to have with each other. I've sometimes been telling a lot of reporters that I think we like each other too much, um, you know, because in our locker room we're very, we have a lot of fun, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of different personalities. We just enjoy being around each other, and I think that's why you see uh, our trust and our chemistry building so quickly is because we do have a really a strong um, foundation in our locker room. So, no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, obviously, you know, when you add pieces and you go move to a new city and it's year two and whatever, you know, there's expectations and things like that, but we're kind of just creating our own identity, creating our own... Um, creating our own story creating our own story I think that's been the fun part about it you've been a lot around a lot of locker rooms in your career what makes for a good team chemistry how is that built how do you form a bunch of people that like each other uh, I think you have to be able to hold each other accountable that has to be number one um, you know it's not personal it's business and I think that when you leave that on the court and you're still able to have a fun energized um, fun loving you know uh, locker room that's when you have the best of both worlds because sometimes there's like you don't really like each other in there but you like each other out here and you don't really like each other out there but you really you get along in there and when you have both I think that's when you have something special and I think um, we've realized that and we want to continue to build on that um, but it's been a lot of fun and like I said I've been in a lot of the a lot of different locker rooms from San Antonio to high school college um, this has been one of the the more fun years that I've had Absolutely. And you being a Notre Dame great, I know you kept up a lot with Arike, I'm sure, mm-hmm. through her college days. Mm-hmm. And do you start to think about a player even when they're in college? All right, once they get to the W, how am I going to stop them? <laughs> and, you know, have you been thinking about going up against Arike for a long time now? No, not really. I mean, uh, she had her she had her moment in um, in college, and I thought that was great. It was great for the program, something she'll remember forever. So, um, you know, obviously the WNBA is a different story. Uh, this is a whole different level of play. I learned that everybody has their learning curve coming in as a rookie. So you don't really target any players. Obviously, you you want to see them do well and things like that. But um, at the end of the day, this is the best league in the world, and it doesn't stop. And these are the best players for a reason. So when you're out there, you're just competing. It doesn't really matter who it is or where they went to school or if you were friends with them or whatever. It's it's a competition. And so um, when you when you think about it like that, uh, then it doesn't matter. You're going to have fun competing anyway. 
Well, let's think about the team as a whole then. Why have you guys had so much success against this Wings team this year? What have you done well in those two previous games? Um, I think we've executed well on both ends of the floor. Uh, we got out to good starts, which I think is really good against a team like this with a lot of energy. So, um, you know, I think both, both, both of the first games we came out, we had an aggressive effort from the beginning that we were able to carry um, throughout the rest of the game. But it started with our defense. I think when, we're, when our defense is solid, everything else kind of falls into place, and hopefully we can do the same tonight. That seems to be tougher to carry on the road just mm-hmm. in general. So what are the keys to making sure that you get off to the start you want and that you know transition becomes an option for you when you're in their gym? Bring, bring the energy. Obviously, they're going to bring a lot of energy. They're, they're a different team at home. I think they said six and five, so that's a different team um, being in their gym. So we want to be able to kind of come out and bring our own energy um, and create our energy and kind of hit first, if you if you will, um, and be able to do that because that's that lets them know that we're here. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what gym we're playing in. And so when we're able to do that, which is something I think we've learned over the course of even just this year, um, then we're able to kind of settle into the game. It's obviously hard um, for a team that's, that wants wins like Dallas does, um, but we need a win too um, after coming off L.A. So we're going to come out hopefully with a lot of energy, uh, defensive mentality, and um, be able to carry us from there. Thanks so much to Kayla McBride for joining us here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast, special edition. Appreciate hearing from the All-Star about uh, just how well this Aces team plays together. And that has been in full effect. I'm John Little, back alongside a shell tack. The Aces lead the wings 9-6 with 532 left in the first quarter of this contest. The Wings were up 6-0 a shell, and then the Aces come screaming back with nine straight points. How have they done it? Well, I think the Aces are starting to see that they're being played tough in the paint a little bit. So what they're doing is they're stretching it out a little bit and getting those three-point shots. And uh, Hamby is being played a little bit tough inside, so she's not able to get those easy layups. So what she's doing is she's stretching out to where the um, the free throw line is and getting those two, two easy bu- buckets she did um, get on uh, Harrison. Well, the Wings have the ball out of the timeout with 5.32 left in the first, trailing Las Vegas 9-6. Las Vegas won each of the first two matchups this season against the Wings. Into the game for the first time, Kayla Davis for the Wings. And on the left side of the floor, Lori Johnson in for the first time. Lofts a three up from the left wing. It's partially blocked and short in the rebound to Jackie Young for Las Vegas. Young up the floor, crosses over on Davis, takes it down to the free throw line. Lofts it inside for Swords, and she lays it in 11-6. The Aces lead the wings with 5.13 left in the first. First two for Carolyn Swords on a little back cut right at the hole. Alicia Gray on the left side of the floor, dives down to the free throw line, leaves it out for Plaisance. A response three is up and good, and the 11-0 run for the Aces is gone. Midway through the first quarter, Aces lead the wings 11-9. Teresa Plaisance has five of the points for the wings. Plum gives it to Swords at the left elbow. Goes to the right elbow, leaves it for McBride in the right wing. Thornton trying to stay right with her. At the left wing now, McBride sends it out front for Hamby. Hamby drives, runs right into Davis, skips it out. Right corner for Jackie Young, and late in the shot clock, she misses a shot, grabs her own rebound. Her follow doesn't go, and on the second rebound, it goes out of bounds. Last touch by the Wings. Meanwhile, the Wings thought there should have been a shot clock violation on the Aces. Teresa Plaisance comes out for the first time for the Wings and on for the first time. It's a player that has had back-to-back 11.8 rebound games. The rookie out of Iowa, Megan Gustafson, to play a forward spot. McBride, a wide open right wing three behind his screen, is up and good off the inbound pass from Jackie Young. Kayla McBride fills it up for the second time, 14-9. Aces lead the Wings with 4.20 left in the first. 
Now Taylor Thornton has it left wing, holding for the wings, skips it to Gray in the right wing, gives it up right corner to Davis, tries to lob it inside, Swords knocks it out to the corner and out of bounds. It stays with the wings with 10 to shoot. Trying to feed it inside to Megan Gustafson, but Swords stepped around her. Meanwhile, a substitution at the point guard spot as Brooke McCarty-Williams, the 5-4 guard out of Texas, comes in for Alicia Gray. Again, what? 10 to shoot it out of the corner. Kayla Davis gives it into McCarty-Williams in the right wing, goes around a Johnson screen, tries to feed it inside to Johnson, nothing there. Only three to shoot, Gustafson, handoff, Davis, deep three from out front, front rim and no good, but McCarty-Williams has the offensive rebound, and the shot clock resets back to 14 for the Wings, who trail it by five. Down the left side of the lane, McCarty-Williams gives it out to Davis, skirts the baseline left side, stops inside, reverse pivot, her fadeaway doesn't go. Gustafson knocks it away, but the rebound brought out by Jackie Young, and she tries to speed it up the floor for Las Vegas. Drives down to the free throw line. Her lead-in shot doesn't go on the run, but she's bumped and fouled by Brooke McCarty-Williams, her first, team second in the first quarter, and that puts Jackie Young at the line for two. Well, it started with the play with Gustafson. Um, she set a perfect screen, but she didn't roll fast enough, and she wasn't able to get that ball in time, and then that transitioned into um, the Aces getting the ball and you know, going straight right to the rim. The first free throw by Jackie Young, a 73% foul shooter. Sprunt iron and no. Meanwhile, Kelsey Plum comes out of the game, and in for the first time is Sydney Colson. We'll hear from her later on, the 5'8", sixth-year player out of Texas A&M. She's glad to be back in Texas today. And also in at a center spot, Jisoo Park, 6'5", second-year player out of South Korea. She comes in for swords. The second free throw does go down for Jackie Young. 15-9, the Aces lead the Wings with 3.34 left in the first quarter. Wings have it back. Kayla Davis on the right side of the floor. Around a Glory Johnson screen, goes down to the free throw line, skips it out left corner. A double-clutching thought about three by McCarty-Williams. Spins it inside for Gustafson. Her turnaround doesn't go. Davis had the offensive rebound for a moment, but loses it out of bounds on the baseline to give it back to the Aces. 3-19 left in the first quarter. Las Vegas, after trailing 6-0 early since that point, has outscored the Wings 15-3. It's been dominant since that early 6-0 runout. Out front. Young touches it down to Jisoo Park. She's shadowed by Gustafson. Gives it out front to Colson. Steps back on a long two from straight on. It's no good. Back iron. And Davis pulls down the rebound for the wings. Up the far sideline. Davis gives it up top to Agunbowale who's back in. Off to Johnson who hands off to McCarty-Williams. Drives. Bounce pass out to Agunbowale, who backs up with 10 to shoot. Skip pass to McCarty-Williams. Gives it up to Johnson in the right corner. Crosses over on Hanby. Into the lane. Fadeaway jumper from the free throw line. Off the back rim twice and no good. And Hanby has the rebound for Las Vegas. Las Vegas runs, leading by six. Hanby up the floor. Cut off by Johnson. Lobs it out front. Sidney Colson runs the show against McCarty-Williams. Dribbles to the right side, nearly loses the dribble. Throws it out front to Park, tries to throw it down low, but Johnson knocks it away from Hamby, stolen away. McCarty-Williams tried to drive on Colson. Turned away, so she lobs it out front for Agunbowale. Spins it left side to Johnson. Hand off to Kayla Davis. Davis driving, feeding it out. Agunbowale, catch and shoot three right wing. She rattles it in. Aces still lead the wings, 15-12. to 12. Two minutes left in the first quarter. Nearly a walk by the Las Vegas Aces in the backcourt. They were, the wings were convinced Brian Agler was that Jisoo Park walked. Meanwhile, Colson inside reverse layup with the right hand goes up and good as she got past Gustafson, the first two for the veteran Colson. 
17 to 12, aces in front. Wings basketball, Gunbawale has it deep on the right side. Around a little screen by Johnson with 10 to shoot. Agunbawale around a Gustafson screen now. Crosses over. Leaves it for Davis in the left corner. Davis drives. Davis at the cup. Lean-in shot doesn't go. Gustafson the offensive rebound. Resets it out to Johnson. And the Wings reset trailing by five with a minute 18 to play in the first quarter. Agunbawale around a Gustafson screen. Dumps it off. Davis steps into a right side three. Around and down. 110 left in the first. And the Wings have made it a two-point game at 17-15 couple threes for the Wings here late in the quarter. Now Jackie Young drives in around a screen by Hamby all the way to the glass. She misses the shot, but she is fouled and hacked hard by Megan Gustafson and Jackie Young back to the line for two. I think Gustafson should have went back, should have ran back quicker than the, you know, the offensive play that was going to, towards the basket and she would have never picked up that foul. So two free throws for Jackie Young. She's one of two in this game. Young's first up and in the 2016 Naismith National Player of the Year in high school. The all-time Indiana high school basketball leading scorer hits the first shot. Meanwhile, Johnson comes out for the wings and on for the first time is six foot seven, fourth-year pro, Amani McGee Stafford out of the University of Texas. McBride also sits down on the Aces side. And Tamara Young is on for the first time. Second one by Jackie Young goes down to give her three. 19 to 15 aces in front of the wings as we cross, cross the one-minute mark of the first quarter. High post, turning to look, Amani McGee Stafford feeds it left side to Gustafson, slapped out by Hamby. Gustafson gives some ground, trying to pass off, finally does so to Davis with eight to shoot. Davis down the left side of the lane, slipping to the goal, misses the shot, but McGee Stafford with the offensive rebound, blows the bunny down low, the rebound by Tamara Young for the Aces. Long pass, Young up to Hamby, scores in transition off the glass. 30 seconds to play in the first quarter, Aces extend the lead to six. Erica Hamby has six points, she's been the difference. Alicia Gray back on the floor, bouncing it out front. Game clock to shot clock difference, about eight. Agunba Wale has it out front, and now a technical foul has been called on Brian Agler. The head coach of the Dallas Wings has not been happy, and he is called for the technical. Well, I can see why. Um, the Wings are turning the ball over and just jogging back. You can't jog back after a miss like that. You know, you got to be stronger with the ball and go up strong, use your body, and get in there to get those two points for your team. You need it right now, you're down. You know, it's 21-15. So you think that he's trying to get the attention of his team right now by I, taking absolutely. that Absolutely, I absolutely think he is. And at the foul line for the shot, Tamara Young, but she misses the foul shot. Young, not a great free throw shooter at only 67%, but the 12th year pro misses on the shot. Now, the Wings, I think, will retain possession here. Yeah, with... A nine-second difference game clock to shot clock. 19 seconds left in the first. 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Davis to trigger in. Quarter court near sideline. Gives into to Agunbowale. Nine to shoot. Brings it to the left side around Augustuson's screen. She's headed off and fouled by Sidney Colson. Now Colson starts jawjacking a little bit with the official about the arm bar that she gave Agunbowale. Now Bill Lambeer is up off his seat, the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, and he's not happy. Again, an entry pass, left side into Agunbowale. The shot clock reset back to 14. 
10 to shoot it. McGee Stafford has it out front. Tries to bump it inside. Gustafson recovers left elbow. Gives it back out to Agunba Wale. Three to shoot. Hands off Davis. Catch and shoot. Three ball is way short. Swords with the rebound and just holds it to the end of the quarter. And after one, the Las Vegas Aces lead the Dallas Wings 21 to 15. There's been a lot of action early on in this WNBA contest. And even before the season started, there was a lot of action for the general manager of the Dallas Wings. He had to hire a new coach. He found Brian Agler. He had to trade away Liz Cambage as well. And we get a chance to talk to Greg Pitt. Greg, you guys have a huge crowd in attendance for tonight's game and some big action as well. You always do a great job just putting on events each night. What's the team like? What are the meetings like behind the scenes to figure out what is going to continue to drive attendance here at Arlington? Well, first and foremost, we're very fortunate to play in a tremendous sports market and a tremendous women's basketball market in the Dallas-Fort Worth, North Texas region. Uh, and the fan support our team has gotten over our first almost four seasons now has been tremendous. Uh, and the support continues to be there, win or lose. And I feel like our team is a, is a different team at home this year. Um, and I think one of the reasons is because our environment – because of our fans, has become a tough place for an opposing team to come in and get a win. Uh, so it does matter. They do play a part. Um, this building, when we fill it up, is tremendous in terms of atmosphere, and tonight should be no different. We're looking at Megan Gustafson right now. What has she shown you over the last uh, couple games where she's gotten more of a chance to get on the floor consistently? Well, first and foremost, I would tell you, I think she's had the quote of the year, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here a bit, but after the game the other night, she made the comment that she doesn't play for herself. She plays for Dallas. And um, that was great to hear because what we're trying to build here in terms of an organization, in terms of culture, uh, is centered around players who want to be here, uh, who recognize this as a great organization, recognize the environment as being tremendous, recognize the opportunity to be part uh, of a tremendous women's basketball community. So it was refreshing to hear that. In terms of what she's doing on the court, um, if, you, if you watch her practice, if you watch how she approaches her pro profession, uh, if you watch how she hustles, um, it's no surprise. And certainly her past would indicate she has the ability to do it. Um, it's an adjustment when you come to this league. There are no off nights. Uh, there are no off matchups. It's 144 of the best players in the world, and it takes a minute to figure out how to fit in there. And I think now she's getting an additional opportunity and expanded minutes, um, and she's playing well, and she's fine. She's taking advantage of those opportunities. And another player that seems to be coming around and learning how to play in this league is Enrique Gunbawale. What have you seen from her recently, or where do you think her biggest development has been this season? Understanding when to take a shot and when to look uh, to pass the ball. The other night she had 22 points, but to me what was more impressive is she had five assists. And I think she had the play that changed the game. It was a tie game in the second quarter when she made a steal at midcourt, and off we went from there. Uh, and then in that little run we went on before half, she had two assists, two highlight reel kind of assist one to uh, Alicia Gray for a three that sticks out in my mind uh, with a few minutes left in the in the second quarter um, so her play is becoming broader in terms of her vision and her ability to impact the game and the team beyond just putting the ball in the basket that said um, she is an elite scorer what has been asked of her this year in terms of playing a position she doesn't typically pay 
in terms of having the ball in her hand as much as she does. She's top 10 right now in usage percentage in the league. Forget about rookies, just usage percentage overall. Um, to take on usually the number one defender from the other team because teams are looking at her as our number one option and scheming against her. You throw all that on the fact that she is still leading all rookies in scoring. She's had, you know, more than a handful of 20-plus games. Her game in terms of being able to manage the flow of the offense is getting better and better. I'm obviously biased, but I don't know how she wouldn't be rookie of the year. Greg Bibb, the GM of the Dallas Wings, is with us. And you've got some big decisions to make or not make over the next few days. We've got the trade deadline coming up. How are the Dallas Wings going to approach that? Like we do every trade deadline, we are in conversations on a number of fronts. We will continue to look uh, at opportunities that we believe will help us improve in as an organization, both for the near term, the remainder of this season, and the long term. And, you know, you have a lot of conversations and Far fewer than those end up turning into something, so we'll see. But we have a few days left. Um, there are conversations underway, and we'll see what happens between now and August the 6th. How about the addition of Coach Agler? I know the, the just the pure numbers as far as, like you were saying the other day, being 6-15 and 15 is not where you guys want to be win record-wise. But at the same time, there has been a consistent culture throughout the year that he has instilled. How do you feel about that spot of your team? You know, if you just look at the record and you're not around the team consistently, it's hard to see progress. But I see it. I see a team that is far better today than it was on May 5th when camp opened. I see a team that's understanding or starting to understand what it takes to win, starting to understand how preparation, attention to details, accountability all add up to victories, particularly in those close games. And we're extraordinarily young. We're the youngest team in the league. We're almost two full years younger than the league average. We only have two players with four or more years of experience on our active roster right now. Uh, Those are huge um, hills to climb in terms of getting wins, but yet we are competitive. There are very few games this year that I would point to and say we didn't compete. Uh, We're in every game. We play hard. Uh, If you read the comments from the opposition, win or lose, typically around playing hard. Uh, from our perspective. So I'm proud of how the team has responded to Coach Agler. I'm proud of the effort and the competitiveness. I'm proud of how they've learned thus far. Uh, He's demanding, uh, and he asks a lot, uh, and that's by design. That, at the end of the day, is what results in wins and ultimately championships. So there's a lot being thrown at a very young team here over the last couple months, and we have a long way to go, uh, but I can see it. I can see it happening. I can see it coming, and we have a lot of talent on this team. So whether we make a deal by the deadline or not, we're not in rebuild, start over kind of mode. I believe when we're healthy, we're very talented, and we've had a perfect storm this year in terms of uh, player player games lost. Like we're almost at 80 games lost combined now as we enter tonight and it's not just the number of games lost it's just the quality of games you're talking about Skylar Diggins Smith not playing this year Mariah Jefferson not playing this year Taylor Hill playing in four games this year Azrae Stevens playing in 10 games this year I mean I looked down at the end of the bench the other night and we had a pretty darn good three of a starting five sitting in the street close and in this league where it's so hard to win and the margin between winning and losing is so thin you know any team where you take top two top three players off the roster it's going to have an effect Despite that, we compete every night. Despite that, we've been competitive in almost every game. Uh, And the team is continuing to play hard for tonight, for next week, for the end of this year, and for beyond. 
Greg, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this opportunity to uh, put together this broadcast this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Greg Bibb, the general manager of the Dallas Wings, for his time. And at the end of one quarter, Las Vegas Aces lead the Wings 21 to 15. I'm John Little, back with a shell tack as we get ready to start the second quarter. And as we look at the stat sheet from the first quarter, there is a glaring disparity. The Wings are only shooting 29%. The Aces shooting 57%. Why are the Aces getting better looks right now? Well, I think, that, John, I think the Aces are being patient and they're reacting to the defense of the Aces and they're playing at their own pace. They're not being sped up or anything, um, just like the Wings are, but they're playing their game basically and sticking to their plan and getting what they can get. That's a shell tack. I'm John Little. We're ready to start the second quarter as the Aces move right to left again in this quarter. Sidney Colson, the backup point guard, brings it up against the defense of Alicia Gray. Colson slides all the way inside. Harrison can't block the shot. Colson lays it in. It's 23-15. Aces leading the wings. Colson just attacking. Out high, Amani McGee Stafford at the right elbow. Challenged by Swords. Hands it off to Alicia Gray behind the screen. Right wing three ball. She drops it through. And the Wings now trail the Las Vegas Aces. 23-18, 30 seconds gone in the second quarter. The first three points for Alicia Gray. Swords looks back door for Young. It's in and out of her hands and out of bounds. She tried that bouncer, and it was a pretty nice one to Tamara Young. Young just couldn't handle it. She couldn't. I think the Wings right now need to do a better job of containing the paint and be able to, uh, you know, provide a presence in the paint inside so it doesn't look open as much. Kayla Davis running the point, gives it down to Harrison at the left elbow. Gives it back to Davis in the left corner, an up fake behind a Harrison screen, slides back, fires a wide open three, but it's short. And the rebound out to the corner, grabbed by Tamara Young for Las Vegas. Young trying to drive, feeds it out left wing. In the game for the first time, Sugar Rogers gives it up to Colson. Colson goes around a screen, skips it out right. Young, a wide open three, and Tamara Young puts it in. Tamara Young, 5 of 11 from outside this season, and the Aces back up by 8 at 26-18, second quarter. Kayla Davis running the point for the Wings in her yellow jersey, crosses over, brings it left side, gives to McGee Stafford, 20-foot jumper straight on, and she rolls it down. Some distance from the 6-foot-7 player. Wings trail by 6 at 26-20. Now Hamby hands off out front to Sugar Rogers. Bounce pass inside to Swords. Turns over her right shoulder. Can't score it with the left hand. McGee Stafford with the rebound after the miss. Up the floor, Kayla Davis leaning down the right side of the lane. Hands off right corner to Izzy Harrison. Harrison goes to work against Hamby. Gives it up to McGee Stafford. Two bounces to the left. Hands off to Gray. Gray lost it in her legs at the free throw line. Right back down to McGee Stafford. Up and under move through the lane. Right-handed finish. Good off the glass. Aces still lead, but it's been cut to a 26-22 margin two minutes into the second quarter. Pretty nice move by McGee Stafford in open space, who has the last four for the Wings. In the right corner, the ball knocked away from Sugar Rogers by Alicia Gray and into the Aces bench. Again, the Aces playing without Liz Cambage today, one of their all-stars, and also without Asia Wilson, who has missed the last few games with a left ankle injury. Swords comes out of the contest. Park back in for Las Vegas to play the center spot. And Park has it out front. Gives to Hamby, top of the key. Off to Sugar Rogers, left wing. Guarded hard by Gray. Skips it out front to Young. Tamara Young down to the left elbow. Leaves Agunbawale behind as she tries a fadeaway jumper. Doesn't fall in the rebounds. Knocked out of bounds to the near sideline. Off of Kayla Thornton. And that leaves it with Las Vegas after a lucky break after the rebound. 7.33 left in the second quarter. Aces up 26-22.
And around a hard screen out front, McCarty Williams trying to stay with Sidney Colson, called for the hold. And McCarty Williams can't believe it. It's her second foul. And neither can the fans. In full throat against the officials' call here. So the Aces keep it with 14 to shoot. Hamby has it out front, hands off to Sugar Rogers, rolling into the lane. No look pass right side to Tamara Young. Hangs in the air, can't hit, but she's fouled by Imani McGee Stafford, who is going for the block. Two shots coming up for Tamara Young. McGee Stafford recovered there, but what was it that helped Tamara Young get to the line despite going up against a much taller player? I think it was a, re a late reaction. I think the wings are um, reacting late, and there are aggressive um, screens being set by the Aces right now. What they need to do is react quickly and be able to help the helper in the lane so they won't get those easy baskets or, you know, the foul. First foul shot good by Tamara Young. Agumbawale comes back in for the wings as the second foul shot goes down for Tamara Young. Brooke McCarty-Williams sitting down for the wings. Aces lead the wings 28-22, 7-19 left in the second quarter. Agumbawale down the left side of the lane, elevates over Park, scores off the glass. Nice high finish by Agumbawale who has seven, makes it a four-point game. Aces leading 28-24. Now out front, Hanby down the right side of the lane, gives it up to Sugar Rogers. Deep two on the way with her foot on the line. It's too strong. Rebound by McGee Stafford up to Kayla Thornton. Wings on the run. Thornton bounces it out. Alicia Gray in the right corner tries to drive, but she stepped out of bounds. She had Jisoo Park dead to rights, but Alicia Gray just had that left toe on the sideline. It's a nice idea, though. It looked like it was going to result in an easy lay-in. I think she was a little bit too excited. <laughs> Maybe so, because it wasn't a travel. She was just right up against the sideline. But 6.50 to play in the second quarter. Las Vegas basketball, Sidney Colson brings it ahead. Gives to Sugar Rogers on the left side. Aces lead it 28-24 over the wings. Out front, Hamby walking right side. Picks up the basketball, spins on the pivot foot. Skips it to Rogers. Deep three, left wing, that's short. Rebound to Gray. She runs for the wings. Touched out from behind by Tamara Young, but Gray gains it back. Throws it out front to play Sance, dumps it off to Agunbowale. Thought about the three. Instead, tries to hand off inside, but the pocket pass goes beyond the reach of play Sance and out of bounds to the near sideline. Turnover on the wings. Coming back into the game, Glory Johnson at the forward spot for the Dallas Wings. And Monty McKee Stafford sits down. Izzy Harrison is out of the game as well here with 6.20 to play in the second quarter. Las Vegas up 28-24. Kayla McBride back in for the Aces on the right side. Gives it up to Swords, who's back in as well. Drives past Plaisance, lays it in from straight on, and a foul on Teresa Plaisance. And Carolyn Swords, starting in place of Liz Cambage, has four points, and now she goes to the line to try to complete a three-point play. It's the third team foul on Dallas here in the second quarter. Carolyn Swords, seven of eight at the foul line this season. Fourth WNBA team, Carolyn Swords hits the foul shot. Three-point play is good to put the Aces up 31-24 on the Dallas Wings, the homestanding Wings. 6.05 to play in the second quarter. Left side of the floor, Alicia Gray is holding. Gray, ball above her head, looking, looking, nowhere to pass. Finally gives it off to Agunbowale with eight to shoot. Crossover, down to the free throw line. Pull up shot off the back rim. It crawls over the top of the glass and out of bounds. And it goes back to the aces off the missed shot. 
Well, the wings are looking too long and they're not, the ball movement is not there. It needs to be quicker. You have a 24 shot clock. You need to move the ball. You need to be, move, move without the ball actually and be able to get something and not force up something because time is out. And that takes us to a timeout. With 5.52 left in the second quarter, the Las Vegas Aces lead the Dallas Wings 31 to 24. And the Aces are trying for yet another win without, well, the rookie of the year from last year, the second leading vote getter in the All-Star game this season, the outstanding second year player, Asia Wilson. And I got to catch up with the gregarious Wilson before this contest. One of my favorite moments from All-Star Weekend, because I was back home watching on TV, was when you took the mic in front of everybody. And even though you didn't have a voice, we could just see it in your eyes, how much pride you took in being there in front of your fans and, and showing off your adopted city. How much did that mean to you? Oh, man, it meant the world to me. Uh, I, I hate I couldn't have a full voice, so it could really mean something even more. But just having everybody there, just seeing the house packed, uh, that's just a special feeling, especially in our, in our league and in our game. We get hit with a bunch of different stuff, but at the end of the day, we all love and support each other, and that's what really matters. You know, Vegas is known as, you know, a, you know, whatever, Sin City. It's, yeah. it, you know, people don't think about it like, uh, you know, like a caring place, but they have absolutely adopted you guys and they are so excited about yeah. Aces basketball. Uh, tell me about what it's like being an, uh, an Aces athlete in Las Vegas right now. It's just a blessing. You can tell that, you know, Vegas uh, natives, they wanted, they just wanted sports. They wanted just a touch of it. And with the Knights and, and then with the uh, lights and with the aviators and us, you know, this is what they've been waiting for. So they're really poured into it. MGM's all, all in on it. And it's just something special to be an athlete uh, in Vegas because they're so caring. They want what's best. And, of course, Vegas, they're going to do it above and beyond because that's just what they are. That's just who they are. So for us to be athletes and for them to do the extra mile with things that we need and, and we want is something and truly, truly special in Vegas, and I'm, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, how's stuff going with your ankle right now? Uh, where, how are you targeting things, and how are you thinking about it, especially considering you guys are in a hot race for the yeah. top two seed, and that's really important in this league. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but at the same time, you know, rehab's going as it should. Uh, I'm trying not to push myself too hard and, and, and make sure that I'm not overdoing things because uh, I want to get back in a timely manner, and especially in a manner where I'm 100%. So uh, our medical team here that travels with us and also back at home, they've helped me out so much just making sure that I'm feeling okay, making sure that I have everything that I need in order for me to get back healthy the quickest way possible. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm doing different kind of stuff, just testing it. Uh, it feels good to kind of get the basketball in my hand a little bit. Uh, but other than that, I've just been working. But yeah, it is it is hard right now because we're all competing after this top two C, especially us. Uh, but I think we have what it takes to, to get that and I believe in my teammates. Well, I, I just think that um, your energy on the bench, it's, it's got to help the team. But what other ways are you able to help the team, even in your absence between the lines? Uh, I definitely try to reach out to Dierica. Uh, she's playing in, in my position, uh, and she's also just a great player in, within herself. And I just want to make sure that she makes, that she's comfortable, knowing that she kind of can miss out on something because you're playing. Uh, having this point of view on the bench, you see things that you missed out when you're in game because everything's happening. The course of the game, the momentum, so you miss some things so hopefully I can be that person to kind of spot out different things for her to do on the uh, on the court and also just as a team as a whole energy uh, being on the bench our bench is great when they come in keeping that energy so trying to be the best teammate that I can.
Are you worried you're going to cost her the sixth player of the year because she has to start for you? <laughs> I am worried, but at the same time, I think I might have it because when I come back, I'm coming off the bench. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's my mentality. I don't know about Bills, but I mean, she's a great player as a whole. If the league don't see her, doesn't see her as the sixth woman of the year, then I that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm being biased because I'm her teammate, but she's she's proven it. She really has. Well, she's been incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for being incredible as well. Yeah. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Asia Wilson. What a delight. Her Las Vegas Aces leave the Dallas Wings 31-24 with 5.52 left in the second quarter. I'm John Little alongside a shell tag. Meanwhile, Dallas Wings are still struggling on the offensive side. Yeah, John, they're waiting too long to get the ball movement going, and most of them are not moving without the ball very well. And there's no inside presence right now. There's no threat inside, so it's all just perimeter play right now. Well, Las Vegas Aces missing two All-Stars, but still leading by seven. And away from the ball, there is an offensive foul called. See who it's on here. I think it's going to be on Kayla McBride. Yeah, it's on Kayla McBride, so it's well away from the basketball. That is her first. And for the Las Vegas Aces, they have not racked up many team fouls in this quarter either. That is just their first team foul. So the Wings have the ball back with 5.40 to play in the second quarter, trailing by seven. Glory Johnson puts it in the belly of Thornton. Thornton right out front, goes to play Sants on the left, right back to Thornton, drives in with the right hand, pulls back, dumps it inside for play Sants, knocked away out front, and it's picked off. Nice job by Tamara Young to come away with a steal. Third turnover by the Wings. Colson inside, gives it back to Sword. Straight on 20-footer, too strong. Race for the rebound. Tamara Young wins the race offensively for the Aces. Las Vegas resets a new 14 on the shot clock. All the way out near midcourt. Thornton knocks it away, but Tamara Young has it back. Five to shoot. Young gives it up top. Swords with one to shoot. Throws it outside. Colson can't put it off in time. And a shot clock violation. Good defensive possession by the Wings. And they had to do it twice as well after the offensive rebound. I think the Wings just need to do a better job of being strong inside right now because they're looking a little too weak. They're not holding their own, and they're being pushed all over the place inside. So they need to hold their own in there, be able to get the ball inside. Original starters, Kelsey Plum at a shooting guard spot, and De'Erica Hamby back in for Las Vegas. And now Hamby's not going to be allowed to come in. Park has to stay on the floor with Young, McBride, and Swords. Wings basketball trailing 31-24 to Las Vegas. Midway point of the second quarter, five minutes left. On the right side, Alicia Gray gives it deep on the left to Davis, about 35 feet away. Now she starts her drive, gives it back to Glory Johnson. A shoulder fake, drives inside on Park, step back jumper left baseline, and she cinches the strings. And the Wings cut it down to a 31-26 margin. First two of the game by Glory Johnson after going scoreless against the Liberty. McBride, left corner three. That doesn't go off the rim, and Johnson pulls away the rebound from Plum. Gives it up the floor to Agumbawale. Wings basketball trailing by five. Agumbawale guarded by Plum, who recommitted herself to defense in the offseason. Now Davis holding left behind a place on screen. Sends it up top. Johnson straight on three ball. Off to the left to no. Rebound out to the corner. Davis saves it back inbounds to play Sons. And the Wings try to do it again with a new 14 on the shot clock. Now Agumbawale touches out front. Plaisance with the screen. Agumbawale crosses over to the left side. Only three to shoot. Sends it inside. Plaisance, the touch up. Doesn't fall from inside the lane. And the rebound for Tamara Young. Plaisance is down on the play. And she's writhing in pain. Back up the floor. McBride right baseline drive. Blocked from behind by Alicia Gray. Gray pulls out the rebound as well for the Wings, who trail it by five. Good defensive play by Alicia Gray, who also had a chase down block against the Liberty on Thursday. 3.35 to play in the second quarter. 
Aces by five. Agunbowale crosses over, tries to thread a pass inside through traffic, but Swords comes away with the easy steal. Just too many hands there. Yeah, she needed to make a better play than that. There's too many people, people in there. She would have never got the pass through. Tamara Young on the right side, hounded by Davis, gives it out front. McBride straight on three, and she hits it. Gray was late coming around a screen, and the Aces now lead the Wings 34-26 with 3-10 left in the second quarter. Wings won another timeout with 3.06 left in the second. As for the third time in this game, Kayla McBride, who is the third leading three-point shooter in the league at 48%, nails a three, this time from the head of the key. And the Las Vegas Aces lead it 34-26 over the Dallas Wings with 3.04 left in the second quarter. Now, Teresa Plaisance was able to pick herself up and off the floor at the end and get off to the sideline. It looks like she's going to be okay. And before the game, I got to talk to the pro out of LSU about how things are going for her Dallas Wings, who just picked up their sixth win of the season. Yeah, you know, last game was really exciting. You saw a lot of what we knew we were capable of. Especially in those first three quarters, you saw a Dallas Wings team that was working together, moving the ball around, defensively getting stops, doing what we needed to do. We always knew that we were capable of doing this. But the fact that we actually put it on the court and you saw it, and you saw it for so long, because I think in every game we have spurts of, you know, really great segments. And then stringing that together, being able to stop runs faster, being able to convert on the offensive end after getting a stop. Things like that really helped us in that win, and I think that win definitely gave us some confidence moving forward, and stringing some wins together is definitely something that we need to do. Um, you know, it's crunch time. It's kind of do or die for us. Um, there's not much wiggle room to make this eighth playoff spot, but there is a chance, and you know, we're going to do everything we can to make that spot. So when you guys find out in a morning that you know one of the main players for the other team isn't going to be playing, how fast do you have to change your mentality, or does it change at all as you guys go through shoot-around this morning and, and start to plan for Vegas? It really doesn't change much. You, you come in with the mindset that you want to focus on the game plan, and if the game plan doesn't include a player, then that's not in our control. We just focus on the game plan that we have now. Um, so we come in this morning ready to play, just typical routine, just like any other day. You know, we come to prepare every single game the exact same way, and that's exactly what we did today. The last game against Vegas anyway, I mean, it was Jisoo, it was Swords, it, and Hamby that were the ones that hurt you in the last game. So they're all going to be there, right? I mean, uh, Vegas has a lot of really great players. Um, and it's not just one player that defines their team. It's really everyone. They, they have a collective, you know, really good team. So I think it's going to be a team effort to stop all of them. Um, our posts need to really buckle down and do a better job on you know, their post players. Um, and it starts with that, just that. Stopping their post players and everything else will continue. When you compare Vegas to other teams around the league that you play, are they a more athletic and skilled team across the board, kind of like one through five? When it, is that why it's so tough, especially to get back defensively? And uh, you guys have been talking about transition specifically against Vegas. Is that why they're so tough? I think they're tough because they've had a few years to kind of build together and they, they have really good chemistry right now. And on top of that, they have really great weapons and a lot of athletic players. So, yeah, they do put a lot of pressure on our transition defense, but that's definitely going to be a focus for us tonight to be better at because obviously last game we definitely struggled in that area. Thanks so much to Teresa Plaisance for joining us. 3.06 left in the second quarter. Las Vegas Aces leading the Dallas Wings 34-26. to I'm John Little back with a shell tack. You know, you called for Kayla McBride before this. 
this game to step up, and boy, has she. Why has she been so good from the three-point line? Well, she's on fire right now because she's finding her spots and she's letting it fly. She's not thinking twice about it. The defense is lagging behind, so she's able to let it off and get a, a shot off. Right now, McBride, three of five from outside for nine points. Wings basketball. Agunbawale is hounded on the right side, gives it up to Davis. Davis walks to the left, 20-foot jumper just inside the arc, and she sticks it. That cuts the Aces' lead down to 34-28, 2.50 left in the second quarter. Jackie Young is back in the game to play point. Drives inside, and she's raked from behind by Davis, who was beaten on the play. And Young goes back to the line for the third time in this one. She's three of four. Two free throws coming up after Kayla Davis picks up her first foul. Also the fourth team foul on Dallas, so Las Vegas shoots for the remainder of the second quarter. Jackie Young's first. Front iron and no good. Aces lead it by six. Las Vegas Aces have been the pretty much the best defensive team in the league this year, and they've really improved defensively. They've been a pretty efficient offensive team as well as Jackie Young knocks down the second free throw. 35-28, Aces lead on the road with 2.38 left in the second quarter. Johnson puts it in the belly of Thornton out front, leaves it left side for Davis, right back out top to Glory Johnson, crosses over on Hamby, feeds it back out to Davis, Davis against McBride, drives, tries to throw it out front, Hamby with a steal, throws it up the floor, Plum waiting in the right wing, picks it up, throws it cross court, Jackie Young skirting in, and she lays it in for two from the left side. Beautiful find by Plum. Jackie Young with her first field goal, and the Aces have their largest lead at 9, 37-28 with 2.05 left in the first half. Davis slithering inside, gives to Izzy Harrison. Feet on the line, her long two is up and in. Seven-point game, 37-30. Long pass back into the front court. Kelsey Plum on the right wing. Plum holding against Agumbawale. Lays it off for Hamby, straight up top. Hands off to Jackie Young. Young slashing, left angle, and she is fouled yet again. Kayla Davis not able to stay right with her. And Jackie Young earning foul shots once more for the Las Vegas Aces. Second on Davis, fifth team foul here in the second on the wing. So Jackie Young, the Aces' number one draft pick and the number one overall draft pick this year, comes up short. An amazing year for Notre Dame in that all five of their starting five were WNBA draft picks this year, which is just unfathomable. It is. <laughs> Can you imagine playing on a team with that kind of depth? Jackie Young's second roll down to give her seven points. Five of them have been at the foul line. Las Vegas Aces 38, Dallas Wings 30 with 140 to play in the second quarter. I'm John Little with a shell tack here in Arlington at College Park Center, home of the Dallas Wings. Akumba Wale. Crosses over out front, she has seven points. Hesitation against Plum, lays it inside to Stafford, and Amani Stafford lays it in from the right side. Beautiful play for Amani McGee Stafford and Enrique Agunboale. Making it a six-point game. Kelsey Plum out front, shadowed by Agunboale. Plum gets it back from Swords on her way to the hole, tries to lay it up inside, misses the shot, and it went off the glass, but not off the rim. And on the offside, Plum picked it out of the air, and that's a travel, giving it back it is. to I Dallas. Think, I think Plum tried to get a foul there, but it wasn't. It wasn't a foul. It was a travel. It was a one travel. of the weirdest travels you'll ever see. <laughs> As our officials, Billy Smith, Carolina Tobin, and Tony Patillo have all 
heard everything they want to hear from both coaching staffs in this one. 107 to play in the first half. Six-point lead for the Aces. Wings basketball, 38-32. to 32. Right side of the floor, Gumbawale. Around a screen by McGee Stafford. Crosses over inside at the cup. Leaves it outside for Thornton. Extra pass. Gray left wing. Three bottoms. The Aces' lead is 38-35 after the Alicia Gray triple. Now McBride out front, guarded by Gray. Crosses over, tries to go past her. Picks it up at the free throw line and feeds it off to Plum in the left wing. Plum goes right at the free throw line. She leans in, can't hit the shot, but she's fouled. And Plum goes to the line for two. Arike Agumboale is going to be called for a reach-in foul here. The officials have some kind of discussion on it, but it's definitely going to be on Agumboale. And a very accurate free throw shooter, Kelsey Plum, to the line for two. How about that penetration by Agumboale last time up and then the rotation to find Alicia Gray? I think she does a great job of putting the defense to sleep and then finding her open people on the corner or on the wing and dishing it out. And then we've got a great shot in the corner over there. Kelsey Plum knocks down the first foul shot. The second one on the way and in. Kelsey Plum goes two of two. Aces extend their lead to five, 40 to 35. 36 seconds left in the first half. Game clock to shot clock difference is 15. Kayla Thornton out front, crosses over, takes it inside, steps to the left, layup, no, but McGee Stafford inside, lays it back in. And a three-point game again. Aces have the basketball, and Dallas also got the two for one. Plum on the left side of the floor, two-second difference, game clock to shot clock. Plum walks it out front, shattered hard by Gunbawale the whole way. Plum tries to push her off. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Plum on the right, right of handy screen. She's picked up by Thornton. Plum with five to shoot, tries a three in the face of Thornton. Back rim and no good, long rebound, and Jackie Young picks it out. Two to shoot it, leans in on the baseline, comes up short. Swords with the offensive rebound. Her stick back is good, but they're going to go to the monitor at the end of the first half to see if it got off in time as the Aces get two opportunities for offensive rebounds. The second one definitely went home for Swords, but was it too late? That's the question. What was your thought on that, Ashelle? Do you think it was off in time, off her hands in time? I don't think it was off in time. I also think that the Aces, if they would have got that first rebound, we would have never been in this predicament to begin with. Las Vegas 40, Dallas 37 at the end of the second quarter, pending this bucket by Carolyn Swords, who has at least five in the first half and possibly seven if this bucket did count for Carolyn Swords. The officials looking at it right now, pouring over it. They're going back and forth, and sometimes when they go to the monitor, it's real quick. It's, yep, there's no doubt it was off, but right now, it, taking it, their time. they're taking their time, which makes you think that it is right on the lip. It could be, it might not be. Now the headset is off. Are they going to count the bucket or not? Now the headset's right back on as we try to figure out whether Carolyn Swords scored at the end of the first half or not. Dallas Wings are hanging in there with a Liz Cambage list and an Asia Wilson list. Aces team. Tom was already out. And it looks like, as we are getting a chance to see it, that it was still on the fingertips of Carolyn Swords as the backboard lit up with the red light. At least that's what it looks like. No, they're counting the bucket. So it's barely, barely out of her fingertips. So Carolyn Swords with the follow shot right at the end of the quarter. 
Puts the Las Vegas Aces up 42 to 37 on the Dallas Wings here in Arlington. We've had so much fun in this first half, so make sure you join us for part two here on this special edition of the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.